Hey! Hello! Welcome, everybody, to the PlayStation Report! I'm Frank, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting I'm sitting here across the internet from Tyler. Hey, Tyler. What's up? Not much, man. I got me a beer. It's called Party Wave, because I'm ready to fucking party. Dude. Let's go. So, I said I'd be able to talk about video games this week, but I've done some self-sabotage. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, because beside me is an almost empty bottle of Johnny Walker, <laughs> and uh, I'm cracking open right now a can of Mad Elf. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You're going to have a night. I'm going to have a night. Um, <laughs> I got to get me some. I, I've, I told myself I'm not doing anything Christmassy until after Thanksgiving, so I've been holding off, but... I keep yeah. seeing it everywhere, dude, and I'm like, ah, it's tempting. Mad Elf is so good. Yeah, I was just, I was just at the at the grocery store today, and I was like, I deserve something right mm-hmm. now. I deserve <laughs> a little something, something. Yeah, got myself, got myself some Mad Mad Elf. Um, but yeah, I. So the, the the drinking thing has prevented me from playing games where I actually have to think about stuff. Uh, <laughs> so. I really don't have anything to share about Inscription, which I promised I'd share a little bit about this week. Um, but I have not gotten much further in that. I guess I can share with what I what I played up until last week, um, because I did cut that short. Yeah. Um, so Inscription is a game published by Devolver Digital, which apparently if you're published by Devolver Digital, you're still eligible to be an indie game, even yeah. though you're being published by what I will consider now a major publisher. Yeah, um, they're public. They, you know, they're worth nearly a billion dollars. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but inscription is a, is a card game. Um, it is, it is also a little bit of a puzzle game as well, at least in the first act of it. And I suspect that continues on throughout the rest of the game as well. But there is, there is a shift in the game, um, which is the point I got to before, you know, I started drinking Johnny Walker and Mad Elf. Um, so, yeah, I guess I can talk about that first act. This first act of uh, Inscription, you're kind of... So the game starts like you're, you're this guy who pops in this floppy disk with this video game on it called Inscription, and uh, y- you can't start a new game. You can only load what load the last save on that disc and you're like okay well let's let's load this save up and you're basically trapped in this cabin forced to it's, it's a nightmare scenario um for a lot of people out there i know to be trapped in a place to pl- playing a card game you don't really know with someone you don't really like um i can imagine how that is an, a bit nightmarish for a lot of people out there um but yeah, you're playing this card game against this guy who's pretty much holding you hostage in this cabin. Um, you can get up from the table and look around the cabin and solve a few puzzles, and you you have to do that um, to advance in the game. Um, but yeah, it's it is a pretty standard card game, at least um, in this in this first act. Uh, you have you you have to like sacrifice cards to summon other cards, and it's yeah the the. The cards themselves, like it's a it's a pretty functional card game in in that respect. Um, but I think the layer that goes above 
and beyond um, is that there, there, are, there are cards that talk to you. Oh. And you later learn that these cards are actually characters in the Inscription universe, which Inscription is the name of this video game, but it's also, like, this video game, like, kind of uh, poses this idea that Inscription was, like, a real physical card game, and your your character is this person outside of this floppy disk playing this video game. Um so like there there's all this lore about the world of inscription um and yeah it's it's just a really cool game with multiple layers like there there is the puzzle layer there's the card game which i think the card game itself is is pretty cool um and, and like the the art is is really nice um the music i will say is a contender for maybe some of the best music in games this year it is oh. like some of the boss music is just really good, um, and this game just has a huge like. In this first act, has like this incredible vibe about it, like this this creepy like. You're you're trapped in a, you're trapped in a dungeon with this guy, <laughs> pretty much, um, and uh, yeah, just just really having a good time with inscription. It is like. It is the game that got recommended to me that I kind of put off and put off for like a month um, before I caved and was like, all right, let's see what the fuck this is about. And I'm glad I did. It It is a fantastic game. Yeah, I've heard some good things about it. It sounds interesting. Sounds like your sort of game. Yeah, I mean, I do like card games, uh, although I, I will not say I am a... I am like, that is the kind of game I play. It is... I, I like Slay the Spire a lot. Um, I own a lot of other, like, roguelike deck builder games. Um, but I haven't really played them all through. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm i also not, like, a Magic the Gathering or any of the, the collectible card game players. Like, I, I dabbled in the Pokemon, onla- the online Pokemon card game a little bit. But I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a card master. I have... I, I, I have unfortunately abandoned the cards a long time ago in my youth. Mm-hmm. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, that's just not the gamer I am anymore. Except maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm going to return to that. Who, who could say? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm going to stick with Inscription. I think Inscription is like maybe one of the contenders, and maybe for game of the year for me but like I'd really love to see this come to a console because right now I believe it's only on PC yeah yeah it's inevitable I think yeah I mean Sony just like invested in Devolver Digital and you know you you imagine they might they might be like hey uh, bring that over here maybe Mm -hmm. (sighs) mm-hmm but Tyler what, what 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 have you got on your plate what have you been playing um, I've only played Forza Horizon 5 and Halo this week, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while those two games are some of my favorite games this year, I absolutely love them, I was, like, in the mood to play, um, A Plague Tale or Deathloop the other day, and, I was, but, you know, I went through everything I needed to do, I ate dinner, did a bunch of stuff, but I had a ton of adult stuff to do that night, such as paying medical bills, which I have never, like, paying, like, 
Let me back up. Medical stuff in the United States is a fucking mess. Everybody knows that. Dude, I had to go through so many hoops just to pay a bill online. It was horrible. Like, I got a text and was like, hey, your bill's ready. You know, they had a link in the text. I'm like, cool. It'll take me right to it. I'll pay it. Boom, done. Um, I go there and it, it was, you know, through LGH and... And it's like, you got to make an account, but you can only make an account if you're recommended by a a doctor. But there's another way to make an account. Uh, You can just kind of sign up. And I put in like, you know, all my personal information, all this stuff. And they're like, we can't find you as a person. Sorry. I'm like, okay, well, that's fucked up. Then it was like, do you want to pay as a guest? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Well, put in your fucking account number on, on your bill. And I'm like, well, I can't even fucking see it. Because you're only sending me a fucking link and all this stuff. So I didn't have that. I literally had to, I and I'm glad I did. I literally went through all this old medical bills that I got, like paper bills, and basically yeah. found one. Thank God I saved one and punched in some numbers hoping it would work and it fucking worked. And so I went through all these hoops just for that stuff. I had to do my... um annual benefits for my company stuff, you know, fun fucking adult shit that took way too fucking long. And I basically lost out, um, on the, on the television. Um, so I didn't really get to play anything. I did, however, very briefly, and I really don't have much to say. I started, um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Um, Mm. Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we'll see where that goes because, um, you know, I like Pokemon, but Gen 4 is one of my least favorite generations. Um, so we'll see. But I do have some fond memories of it. So I only played like 35 minutes of it or, or something like that. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. So otherwise, played some Forza Horizon 5. I have finished. There's like the whole festival kind of event sort of. Uh, list of things you can do you know as you kind of level up basically i've done the horizon mexico and i've done the horizon baja and i'm halfway through the street racing one um so kind of knocking some stuff out and yeah now that i have these street races unlocked i've been racing that uh mclaren senna i think it's 2018 oh yeah Uh oh my god is that thing awesome oh it's so fun to drive it's maybe not the fastest car out there, but it handles so fucking well that you can just do anything. Um, yeah. Thanks so much fun to drive. So, yeah, did did some of that. And then, yeah, I've just been kind of playing some matches of Halo Infinite here and there and excited to uh, play with a human later. Ooh, I haven't done yeah. that yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, re- I'm ready to wreck some fools with you. All right. It's going to yeah. be fun. So. Yeah, that... Yeah, before we do that, though, we do have to get through this podcast. Um, yeah. As far as other games I've been playing, I mean, I don't have much to share. Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, brain-empty games like PUBG. I, I've been... So, I I used to take PUBG, like, super seriously and put, like, the headphones on and, like, pump up the volume and only do that. That ain't how I'm playing PUBG anymore. I'm just dropping in solos. I'm just popping on a video on my second monitor, and I'm like, I'm just having a good time watching some, watching uh, some some videos from from other video game uh, 
influencers, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just, just uh, you know, shooting the shit. There are, there are a lot of bots in PUBG, so it makes it a lot easier to, you know, have a good time. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and is, if are there, those bots, like, in, like, the public matches? Like... Yeah, but, like... Interesting. It's, I I would say like the mix like I don't know what the mix is I I'm not sure if they're all necessarily bots they might just be players playing outside of their home region because the player count is down and they just have incredibly bad internet lag yeah. with yeah. with the servers and maybe that's that's some of it um, but I've been getting I've been getting a lot of kills and you know just having a good time playing with all the all the different weapons since I last played uh, there are just that game has changed a lot since I played it. Ooh. When I played it, it was super bare bones, and now they've got like this whole weird shop system, this whole uh, contraband system. It's a whole thing. Like you have to, like if you want some additional rewards, you can, um, you get a free vote or like, uh, not a vote, but I guess a guess, like a bet on like the PUBG esports stuff that's gonna happen. And you can get like this special like esports currency that you can spend in a separate shop. Like it's a whole thing, man. Like it all—it almost oh. looks like a mobile game interface with how much, how many different currencies and different like shops you you can go into. Wow, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but like the general gameplay is still still the same, same old, same old PUBG. If you like it, you're gonna like it, but it's not for everyone. Um. But yeah, I mean, I've also been playing some Halo and Forza. Nothing new to share there. Just really, really vibing right now. There's there's another vibe game out there that I that I'm hearing about that I need to need to play. I need to play that XO one. Mm, yeah, I've heard about that one. Um, but yeah, let's let's just get on get on to it. Let's continue the news from last week a little bit. Uh, this. This Bobby Kotick thing, um, I just think this is laughable, uh, this first story. Um, Bobby Kotick to consider resigning if workplace issues aren't fixed soon. He thinks he's the guy who's going to fix it. Just like Yves Gamow thinks he's going to be the guy who fixes Ubisoft, Bobby Kotick thinks he's going to fix uh, Activision Blizzard. Right. You know, the guy who's been there for for decades thinks he's going to fix the problem that he was there that he pretty much created. Right. He's going to... Yeah, no. no this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. It just isn't. I mean, this comes af- on the back of... Um, I think we mentioned last week that um, uh, Jim Ryan came out and said something about this. Like, Microsoft and Nintendo have also come out and been like, yeah, uh, we're not sure what the hell's going on over there, but... Uh, it's bad, and we're kind of reconsidering some of our uh, relationships with uh, with Activision Blizzard. And you'd think that that would be the bottom line, like hook, line, and sinker. Like he's fucking out at that point because you can't you can't just keep a guy around who's going to threaten your relationships with you know the big platform holders. You can't do that. But yeah. uh, as of this recording, Bobby Kotick is still still at Activision Blizzard, so. I, w- I was hoping it would like move a little bit faster than this, but you know, some people just don't know when to uh, get the fuck out. Yeah, I just find it funny or ironic, whatever you want to call it, that he says that he would consider resigning 
if uh, workplace uh, the, the workplace culture isn't fixed with speed and it's like nothing has been fixed with speed so far so what what makes you with you in charge so what makes think, you think that's going to change <laughs> I, I think know. what this means is if i can't silence everybody very quickly maybe i'll go yeah because the way that i mean the way the report suggests that bobby Kotick solves problems is that he uh, pays people off to shut up um and uh settles things out like under like under the table and and make sure people don't talk uh that that's how he does business i don't think that's going to work with everybody at activision blizzard yeah and and he just doesn't come off to me as a guy that that kind of will go you know what guys i can't do this uh i fucked up and i'm out someone else can do it sort of thing he just doesn't come off as that sort of dude to me he comes off as a guy that definitely likes power likes money and likes things his way and so him saying he is considering resigning i don't really believe that until i until i see it um yeah and i i I just feel like that that's the thing with a lot of ceos out there um they don't know when to just shut up and be rich and maybe fuck off and be rich for the rest of their life and not ever have any real problems. Like, yep. they can't learn to fucking appreciate that and uh, just fucking live their life. Uh, they have to, like, have their nose in all this shit. Right. <sighs> yeah, and, and even if he does get out, like, you know, he owns 25% of Activision, you know... If he even just, like, sells that and gets out, I mean, the dude's fucking... He's already rich, but he's going to be even more rich. And it's like, what? Oh, my God, this guy. This fucking company. It just blows. Like, I cannot be... Ima- I cannot imagine, like... Well, A, I'm not that kind of piece of shit. I, do, I don't think I, I do that kind of, sh- the kind of shit he's done. But, like, yeah. I can't imagine having that much money and, ha- have like, having being pretty much set for life and dragging myself through the shit in public like this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would simply disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, like yeah, I can't imagine going through life just knowing that based, not a lot of people like you. Maybe some close family or something, friends, but... <laughs> Like at at large, the public that plays your games, that pays attention to video games, which is a lot of people, millions of people, you know, no one likes you. I, I couldn't imagine that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, things are not good in, like... In the industry in general, I, I think. Um, I mean, this is this is like a high-profile uh, kind of kind of thing that's happening right now. But uh, it's not the only bad thing happening in video games. It's like, and it, it never was. But like, PlayStation is currently in the shit right now. Um, there's a lawsuit against uh, PlayStation right now um, about uh, gender discrimination, alleging gender discrimination, that, and. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it just goes to show that, hey, uh, I don't think there are very many good guys, if any, um, among, like, the big companies in video games. Like, 
there's always some shit going on. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, these these companies just cuz, you know, Sony might be your console of choice doesn't mean that they are not immune to any of this stuff that they don't have their own problems within their company and that they um do the wrong thing, which apparently happened with um this former IT security analyst Emma Mayo, I guess. Um who uh, is is suing Sony for for discrimination against females? At, and basically, she said she was terminated um, after basically speaking up about it. Yeah, which you know that's that's fucked up. If if that is true, and I, you know, definitely believe her. And you know, just just because you're speaking up about. Um, Gender discrimination in, in terms of uh, positions, pay, all that stuff. That there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with that. For some reason, companies think there's something wrong with that. And so they'd rather silence these people and get rid of them instead of actually, you know, evaluating their, their company, evaluating how they're doing things and making those things better. Um, and, and so it's it's... It's fucked up, and yeah, it, I agree with you. Though it's it's, I'm sure there are so many things that we don't know about at any of these companies that we may never know about. Um, but we're going to keep hearing about these things, and you know, you you hope that some of these companies see this stuff and try to fix things before you know it ever becomes a problem or. You know, the stories ever get out there, and now they're in the shit publicly. Um, but, you know, that doesn't always happen either. Yeah. I mean, and, and I feel like a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, like, it's it's hard to say that, like, a union would fix all, all of these problems. But, like, a unionized workforce would definitely, like, be able to fight, like... If you have a good union, because I know not all unions are good unions. There are some unions that right. fucking suck shit and don't mm-hmm. actually do enough for their workers. But, like, a good, strong union would, like, definitely fight if you're terminated for bullshit reasons, like raising complaints and, like, trying to raise issues. Like, a good union protects you from that kind of stuff. But, like, that that's exactly why you see all of these big companies try to bust unions and try to make sure that a union never exists so that they can get away with uh, solving these issues like in a more economic economically feasible way um, for them so they can make as much money as possible without having to having to actually deal with the issues they can just like pay pay people off or tell people to shut up or terminate them like it's like they want to hold as much power as they can over the workers because if the workers hold power, that means they actually have to fix what's wrong. Yeah. Completely agree, dude. Couldn't say it any better than that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I mean <laughs> it's it's just it just read like I know it's not it's not a it's not necessarily it's there's no conspiracy here. This isn't coming out just because the big thing in the news is Activision Blizzard. Like I know there there isn't any kind of smoke screen, but it just 
It just feels like when it when it rains, it fucking pours, man. And sometimes you miss some shit. Like that, I feel like it, this could have very easily been missed, and like there might be other stuff out there that's being missed, that's being reported on, like stories that are out there that just aren't being told because they aren't happening at the the biggest companies in the world. And mm-hmm. it, that isn't to say that the, those those uh, other stories aren't as valid or aren't as important, or that. The working situations at these at smaller companies shouldn't be as held to a high standard as well. It's just they don't make the headlines, right? Um, yeah, I, I just I just hope that like some like and maybe it's a foolish hope. Maybe 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 I'm being completely naive. I just hope that sometime in the future that you know working conditions in the video game industry and you know just across across all industries just gets better about this kind of stuff and you know people can be made more comfortable coming forward without having to deal with uh repercussions and and you know backlash from from people within the company yeah agreed all right let's 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 go on to to, to uh, more business news here. Um, Harmonix uh, is, has has been acquired um, by Epic Games, and you know I'm not sure how I feel about this. On one hand, maybe Harmonix needs some help. I I don't I can't remember the last Harmonix thing that really hit. Like I I don't think they've had a huge hit recently um i mean fuser was cool yeah but i'm not sure that 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 made the broad appeal and maybe maybe epic games injecting some money into that helps but also i'm not i'm not a fan of the consolidation in the games industry no and yeah it's it's uh and i'm also not a fan of how they um are treating this in a way potentially saying that they're going to support rock band four cool but that they will develop musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. so depending on what that is that can be a a bummer that harmonics is kind of getting eaten up just to be a Fortnite studio um i think it would be awesome if and and the hope, you know, it's still totally possible. But it would be awesome if Harmonix could develop a cool title again. You know, maybe with the backing of Epic, the marketing push of Epic. You know, Tyler, like Tyler, that. Tyler. I just, I know what they're doing. But they're going to make a music rhythm battle royale game within Fortnite. Oh God! Oh God! Like like a uh, like a Tetris ninety nine, but it, it's a music rhythm game. Yeah, In I'm not saying I don't think that's a bad idea. Honestly, no. I don't. I think that's I think that is a a great idea, and I think they should run with it, and I think they should pay me for coming up with that idea. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I'm sure it could have a pop just with the Fortnite name. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean it, it's not a bad idea. Definitely not. Um, it would be interesting. I just hope that Harmonix gets to develop cool, cool stuff, maybe outside of the Fortnite universe. Um, but in a way, 
Yeah, this is great for harmonics because ever since Rock Band, you know, kind of, and I know a lot of people still play Rock Band 4, but, but Rock Band 3 really, and, and when that whole music genre craze kind of fell apart a number of years ago, um, I've always kind of wondered how the fuck they're even around. Um, I know Fuser had some pop, but some of their other projects just did not really do well at all. And and so I'm kind of surprised that they, they made it, but I'm glad they did. They're a cool, unique studio, and in a way, this is great for them, you know, to, to just have that security. Um, but yeah, more consolidation, man. Yeah. Who the fuck is left? I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. There aren't, there aren't that many, many left. Um, shit. Like, yeah. No, I'm just talking teams of like, you know, a decent size. I'm not talking. Of course, there's a there's 20 million indie studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty wild. Everything's just getting eaten up. Like I'm, I'm not sure what I what I do, but like, I'd be I'd be super bummed if someone bought Sega, or someone bought Square Enix. Like yes, what the Dude, fuck are we even doing at that point? All the rumors or just people saying that Microsoft needs to buy Sega. I'm like, no. Dude, that would be horrible. It, I, I feel the, like Sega is doing just fine. Like they have yeah. a broad, like broad, like catalog of games that that they're doing and they're doing well with. Right. Like, and like even, even like a Bandai Namco, like keep that on its own. Let them do their anime bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, we don't need to like consolidate anime onto one platform or another. Right. Let anime be free. <laughs> yeah, I certainly hope none of the larger publishers get bought up. Like, I, yeah, Square Enix, if they were bought, that'd be horrible. It'd just be horrible for everybody. You know, even even the platform holder might not be a great deal for, um, you know. I think Microsoft buying Bethesda was ultimately, yeah, it's a bummer, but that was a pretty shrewd purchase. But them getting or sony getting another one of these publishers i just don't know how well that would work out and yeah it would ultimately not be not be good I, I, the people that are rooting for that i'm like dude no are you are you kidding me no way you don't want that like there's there's being a fan of your console and then there's like there's like kind of, there's this this poisoned idea of uh things should only release on my console like what like what the fuck are are you uh are you trying to trying to say out there like if people don't like playstation they shouldn't be playing these games like like come on right Um, all right well those i will say are the big news hits uh for this week we do have a list here of of some stuff some stuff that i will say are quick hitters shall you say um we have a delay we have a couple of delays here pragmata capcom's game the weird capcom game 
um, that looked like a Kojima Studios game <laughs> um, that didn't have a release date. <laughs> really, yeah. uh, has reportedly been delayed to 2023. Um, yeah, I mean. What are we doing? Like, we didn't have an expectation of when that was coming out to begin with. Right. I think I think the only reason why this is even news at all is only because uh, Capcom's original trailer just said 2022, but yeah. then moving to 2023, like, okay, who gives a fuck? Like, what does fine. that mean? <laughs> you didn't have an actual date, and also, it's not fucking 2022 yet, and you were really vague on when in 2022, so it could have been end of 2022. Who, you know, like... You didn't give a date or, or a real big window, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Plus, we don't really know anything about this game. So Yeah, I, I have no idea what that game is. No one does, except right. if you work for Capcom. Yeah. Um, the other delay is a game that you probably shouldn't even play anyway, is Six Days in Fallujah. Um, the um, Iraq War game, the, the glorification of that war. Th- uh, yeah. That game's been delayed to next year. Um, I don't think previews were particularly good on that either um yeah i don't know i'm i don't i don't frequently say this but uh hey don't 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 play for six days in fallujah just don't don't we don't need you don't need to glorify the iraq war um for for many reasons uh <laughs> so yeah we, yeah, we can just um, we can just never mention six days in fallujah again yeah, well, I mean, what's what's kind of wild, though? I mean, they, they I think they were shooting for 2021. This is, a, like, a delay of basically a full year, Q4 2022. So, yeah, I remember seeing the gameplay that came out, like, earlier this year, and it just didn't look that fun to me. You know, whatever you want to say about the Iraq War and, and that whatever, but the game itself just didn't look very exciting to me. So I could see it being delayed. Sure. Uh, also coming out in 2022 is Warner Brothers Multiverses. It's official. Warner Brothers is making their Smash game. Uh, they've revealed a few characters as well. Um, we've got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark, Jake the Dog, Finn the Human, Steven Universe, Garnet, 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 eh. Tom and Jerry and Rain Dog, who is an original character. They're, yeah, they're doing the thing. They're doing the thing that was rumored. Yep. Um, they're getting some. They're getting some big name voice actors. Um, yes. It's yeah. They have IP, and they're going to put it in a Smash-like game. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to see more of these games. Just because uh, they seem to be pretty successful, and you know Warner Brothers does have a lot of good IP. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that they could continue to throw in this game. What I think smart as well is that it's uh, free to play. Mm, yes. So yes. you will not have to buy this necessarily, uh, and you can kind of just jump in, give it a shot, and I don't know. I think the game looks looks kind of neat. You know, the, some of these characters look like they could be fun to play as and some of the abilities apparently like they can kind of like pair up with other characters yes which is different than smash there's nothing really like like that in smash so that's kind of cool um we'll see 
Uh, being free, I'm way more tempted to check this out, honestly. If it wasn't free, I don't know if I would. Yeah. So. Uh, we've got a we've we've got a little report on what Yakuza Studio is working on. Ooh. Um, hey, they're working on Yakuza Eight. Shocker! C- can you believe it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's, the, the, what they've said is that Yakuza Eight will uh will be a continuation of the story of uh, Yakuza Seven. Only a few years later, um, they—they, they, I don't think they can say they're making another judgment game because they still don't know what's going to happen with that talent studio. Um, they're going to support uh, Lost Judgment. I think they put out like a roadmap of what that game is gonna, what they're gonna do with that game, um, and then they have another unannounced title as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I. I very much look forward to everything they're doing <laughs> because I I don't think I've played a game from uh from the from the studio that that I don't like from like I mean there's always something I like about it maybe maybe I'm not all like thrilled with the brawling stuff throughout the entire game maybe it gets old a little bit but you know the writing the sub stories all the all the like the drama of the, of these games, it, it's it's a fun series. It's good junk food, if if I might uh, <laughs> describe it as such. Yeah, I um yeah, I mean none of these things are are surprising, and hopefully they can continue to make judgment games. And and the studio they just crank crank stuff out, man. I mean they got a lot going on, and yeah, that, basically Yakuza continuing the story of Ichiban Kasuga gets me a little hard. You know, I've, I've only really played Yakuza Like a Dragon, but that is that's yeah, my favorite I mean, game of the year that I've played. You, <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready. You are certainly a character, a type of guy who's only played Yakuza Seven. Yeah. Ah, uh, all right. I mean, it's a pretty solid jumping on point, though. Yeah, I yeah, it, it, is, is. it is. And the game, yeah, the game is just excellent. Um. Yeah, but that that, that was your jumping on point, but you didn't play Judgment, which was a jumping on point as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you played the turn based game, which is the new thing that they were doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. We've got a a Chrono Cross remaster that might be happening. They're gonna they're gonna remaster Chrono Cross. It, yeah, and it might even be a remake. Yeah, well, I'm not going to hold my breath for that. We'll see. I don't I don't think they're going to spend that much time and money for a whole remake. I mean, they're already doing Final Fantasy VII Remake. They can't do another remake alongside <laughs> that. Yeah. I guess it would depend on what the remake is. Is it, is it Final Fantasy VII-like, or is it... Um, Gosh, what which one are they doing? Dragon Quest three, mm. I think, in the um, Octopath Travelers type art style. Maybe that's that's the type of route that they go with with this game. That could be neat. But uh, yeah, it was rumored. It's been rumored that a big remake is going to be announced, probably at the Game Awards. And other sources are now pointing to this and that. Um, it, it might not be PlayStation exclusive if it is 
anything. Hmm. Which is probably good. Did you uh, play Chrono Cross back in the day? No, it is on. It's on, like, I have a list of these games that it's like, yeah, you should probably play that, but you might never have the time to do that. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yes. if, if you ever get, like, horribly injured or you're, like, sitting in a hospital somewhere, like, maybe consider playing this if you're, if you're just going to be sitting down for a long time. But, like, I don't have plans to play it, but it is a game that I will play if the opportunity arises. Yeah, I, I have a list like that, too, and, yeah, this is on it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just more of a time thing, but I've always been interested in this game. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, I mean, but, you know, if it's a remake, remaster, whatever, I mean, that's a great opportunity to jump in on it, I guess. Mm. So, we'll see. All right. We've, we've got some uh, we got some news about some Bioware stuff, Bioware happenings. Um, Dragon Age 4, a game that we still don't know anything about. Yes. I will say we know nothing about Dragon Age 4. Um creative director and Bioware has, has left. He, he's been working on Dragon Age 4 um, but, 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 he, but he's not going to be working on it anymore. <laughs> so uh, I imagine Dragon Age 4 is still a long long, long ways away. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Matt Goldman's the name. He's been working on Dragon Age for a long time and yeah, he's he's out. I mean, that's a pretty important position, senior creative director. So, I agree with you. I think this game's a long ways away, and man, I'm just I'm so curious when we finally do see this game, what it looks like, and ultimately how it plays. Um, you know, thank thank goodness that E3 is dead, so that EA doesn't feel obligated to just like show like meaningless teaser after meaningless teaser of a game that isn't going to come out for years. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if E3 is dead, but we also got a completely meaningless show from yeah, EA I over guess, the summer, so it right. doesn't matter. Um, but it just seems like this game, I don't want to say development hell, but man, they've just been making it for such a long time, and I get that this is kind of a make-or-break title for Bioware, considering their last two have not been good at all. Um, so I get they really need to, to make it right, but then they also just keep having this crazy turnover of pretty important people um, in, in pretty high-up roles leaving. Um, so, I don't know, man. I'm very curious... How this game turns out. Mm. In terms of, like, it, you know, it, there's not much to really get excited about besides just a name. But I'd say in terms of just games I am completely curious about, this is probably towards the top of the list. You know, I don't know if I'm excited about it. I love Dragon Age, but I'm just more just curious. And that's only because of Bioware's recent output has just not been good at all i'd like them to end dragon age i'd like this to be the last dragon age i'd like them yeah, to actually be able to you know put a bow on on a series like right That's just I, I guess they, a... i guess they have regrets with mass effect 3 in trying to do that a little bit mm-hmm 
Um, but like, I mean, sometimes things just, they go on too long. Yeah. Cause who, like, honestly, unless you were there from the beginning, who was going to go back like and play the first Dragon Age? Who like, like there are the Dragon Age super fans who've been with it like since the beginning, but like as you get further and further along, there are less and less of those people still playing. Like, and I don't know. The I feel like the Dragon Age name means less and less yeah. as time goes on. And it's it's one of those things that we're just kind of at with video games and movies, TV shows, whatever, where. All these companies just want massive IP. They want universes. They want spinoffs. They want everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just great to have an end. And whether they nail that ending or not, sometimes it's just really good to conclude a story and it doesn't keep dragging on and on and on and on and on. That doesn't mean you can't start a new story in that universe. Um, Because, you know, uh, I'd be fine with more Dragon Age games or something, but maybe like a different storyline or something, different world, you know, same with Mass Effect. Like the idea of Andromeda was really cool. They just didn't nail it at all. Um, And, you know, these world, these games have such rich lore to them. That's cool. But, man, sometimes you just got to just fucking end something. (laughs) But then we see, like, uh, you know, certain movies, like, take, uh, I don't know, the recent Halloween movies, Ghostbusters, that just came out last week, um, where these stories have technically been over for years, and then they're like, let's reboot it, let's forget about the previous, or the the eight movies that followed the first one, and let's make a sequel to that, and then let's make three more of those, and it's like... Jesus Christ, even when something ends, you know, let's reboot it 20 years later again. Mm. I don't know. <sighs> well, <laughs> that's the power of IP, and it it appears that Amazon is interested in, um, in one Bioware IP. Amazon Studios, uh, you know, makers of that sci-fi TV series The Expanse, wants to make a different sci-fi TV series based on Mass Effect. Um, which makes me think that uh, the Expanse was maybe a beta test to see if they could do a Mass Effect TV show. <laughs> maybe. I've heard good things about the Expanse. That's that's on my list to watch. Sometimes I I think I've watched like the first season and maybe a little bit of season two. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but like, <laughs> it just seems really weird. They already have this huge sci-fi TV show, and then they're going to go out and get Mass Effect. Yeah. Well, I think The Expanse is actually ending Yeah, this, this year or whatever, but it doesn't surprise me. And if, to me, if there's two studios to do this right, it's either Amazon or HBO. And Amazon has way more money than HBO does. So um, I could see them getting this right because they'll just throw the money at it, take a look at some of their recent series, such as... The Wheel of Time that just came out, their Lord of the Rings show, they're putting like half a billion dollars into. Like, they don't really fucking care about money, it seems like, over at Amazon. 
Um, so they will throw whatever money at this they need, which I think to pull off Mass Effect, um, you need you just need a massive budget to do it. Um, and so I can see Amazon doing it and doing it well. Um, you know, the the one thing. I always think about with making a Mass Effect TV show is like, yeah, there's so much cool stuff there. There's cool characters, but what, you know, one of the best parts about Mass Effect was just your choices. And when you take that away, what's that like, really? Uh, I think there's still probably really cool stories and cool characters in that universe. Um, but just kind of curious how that affects the feeling of that world um, if you've played the, the video games, but. Also curious, they don't really say if like who, this is going who, to be a new story, if it's going to be based off the games, you know, whatever. Like, uh, are they, they going to really are they going to run? Uh, like, <laughs> they they can't do a story about Shepard, can they? They can't. I think you could. Uh, do they do I Paragon just... or Renegade Shepard, or do they do, <laughs> right. do they run the middle? Like, what what do they yeah. do? And then that's that's where it kind of gets a little little funky, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if you could do Shepard. Why don't they do, you know, fuck it. Do Mass Effect Andromeda. Do it right. No, they're going to fuck it up. Chris, <laughs> Chris Pratt as Shepard. Oh, God. Dude, dude, no. No, but I can see it. There, I would not it, be shocked if it happened. <laughs> that is the thing that makes me, that signals to me, don't watch this. If Chris Pratt's in it. Like... I mean, not necessarily if he's in it, but if he if he is Shepard, if he is the star of the show, like, yeah, I I could care I could give less a shit. Like I like I couldn't care less if Chris Pratt shows up in a show, but if he is the star of the show, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's it. It's yeah. done. I don't need to see that. I really liked Chris Pratt when he started to get more popular. Say around. 2012 13 14 but anymore just because he's in so much i feel like he's just kind of playing the same character in a way just in a different movie or whatever he's a so, poor man's nick he's, cage he's, and nick cage <laughs> is actually good yeah he's just i'm just kind of falling falling off on him a little bit but dude nick I, I cage deserved it. better <laughs> is what i'm trying to say <laughs> they should yeah. nick Oh man. Imagine yeah. man. I just I just sometimes think what what could have been with, with Nicolas Cage if, you know he he didn't do tax evasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Uh, but then again, because he did tax evasion he did a lot of different things. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think he'd be making these weird indie movies if he didn't but tax thank stuff God he is because like <laughs> yeah he's just got to pay his bills man <laughs> yeah there there are some bangers out there and I think nowadays he's just doing it because he likes it yeah I still need to watch his latest movie that Prisoners of the Ghost Land oh fuck have you seen yeah. that no I haven't okay. is that out on anything streaming uh, I don't think it's free anywhere but you can just yeah, rent I it mean, on Amazon yeah. or something okay. if you wanted yeah I think it's like four or five dollars on Amazon to rent it yeah you know that 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 seems like that seems like a good thing to watch when maybe i have downtime yeah at maybe my place of work who could say (laughs) (laughs) uh all right last story here um you've seen a lot of people third parties out there 
releasing faceplates for the PS5. I, I'm not sure if you... I mean, I remember. I remember the glory days of third-party faceplates for the Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, they made some pretty rad shit out there. Sony's being a bit prudish here. They don't want people making PS5 faceplates. They've patented PlayStation 5 faceplates. They've threatened companies who are making PS5 faceplates, and I think that sucks. Yeah. It does suck, because how much cool stuff someone could have got. I can see both sides of it, because I think Sony definitely probably wants to control their product. And any company does really. So, I mean, and if they want to, and if Sony's like, yeah, let's let's do faceplates, then they can be the one to sell them, or they can license it out, and they get a cut of the the money, or for everyone sold, or something like that. It's it's corporate stuff. I get it, but I think just overall, from just a consumer point of view, it, it is a bummer. I think. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you put a custom faceplate on your PS5 and then it falls over, you probably voided your warranty, right? Yeah. That's already punishment enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Yeah, in, in a way, like, you buy that console to a degree, I mean, you can kind of just... It's yours, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, of course, there's some limits to that. Um, But, yeah, in a way, like, yeah, if you want to fucking take it off, then... Yeah, from Sony's perspective, that's on you. We're not fixing your fucking console. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I mean, yeah. this is kind of a sad state of affairs. Um, if it's only going to be official Sony faceplates, their output for customization is not great. Um, currently, you can only buy three colors of of DualShock 5 controllers, official DualShock 5 controllers. There's a fourth color, but that was limited edition. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're either getting that red, black, or white. Like, for faceplates, they don't have anything out yet. No. And they also probably want to start selling custom consoles soon. Yeah, I, gu- I guess, yeah. I don't even, yeah, I don't know if they announced one, but it wouldn't shock me if, um... There's a custom console for uh, Horizon early next oh, year. Oh, there absolutely will be. Yeah. There there will be. So there's probably that too. Yeah. I would fucking love if Sony did the design lab that Xbox does. Oh, yeah. I'd be all over that, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It would be. It would be very cool, but, you know, Sony's going to be Sony and, you know, just do what they have to to get by. Because um, I, I, I just really don't... I'm not really in love with the way that they've done, like, their console accessorizing kind of things. Like, one of their major items for the PlayStation 5 is a fucking remote control. Like fuck off like i don't need to i don't need another re i don't need another remote like no yeah (laughs) yeah definitely not going to use that i I don't think that all right correct me if i'm wrong i don't think there's an xbox remote is there i don't think so 
Like, who the fuck needs that? Just use the controller. Right. <laughs> you already you bought a video game console. Use a video game controller. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Um, unless you have anything breaking. No, I did not. What do you think about that guitar race? It's on. It's fucking on. It is on, dude. Hamilton wants it. (laughs) Hamilton wants it really badly. Yeah, I think one Toto will say they woke up the sleeping lion or whatever, and it's like, yeah, they fucking did. And the fact that they weren't even using that Brazil engine in Qatar, oof. Man, mm-hmm. scary. But I've all, I also read a story that uh, they're you know Mercedes is going to put that Brazil engine in Hamilton's car for Saudi Arabia, but then also Honda's looking at how can they basically use different mappings and stuff to really boost up uh, Max's engine, which may, you know Saudi Arabia looks like it's going to be very fast. They need it. But that's kind of spicy only because he's had a couple races with that engine. So how far are they going to push that? And yeah, do they push it too far? And, and, and if, I'm, if you're Red Bull and you see the speed that Mercedes has, why not? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to go for it. Yeah. You know, if you, if you lose, you, you, you fucking went out trying, your, trying everything. Because just with the speed they have, I mean, there's no fucking way. It's just wild to me that, like, unless something catastrophic happens, we're actually going to have a race at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We're actually going to have a race. (laughs) Right, and it's going to be, you know, winner takes all. Yeah. I think, ultimately, that's what I want, for sure. It could, I think... But it could end this I haven't done the math. I, I, I haven't done the math, but couldn't it go to Abu Dhabi with it level on points? Yes. It is, it is possible for them to go level on points. I think it's, yeah, I forget the exact, like, position, but yeah, it, it is possible. And it's also possible for Max to take it this week mm-hmm. if somehow Lewis finishes sixth or worse, basically, mm. without fastest lap. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's, I feel like that's very unlikely, but at a track where there's no room for error at all, Passing looks like it's going to be difficult. Maybe you have a bad strategy call. It's possible. I don't know, but it's man, it's it's spicy. Oh yeah, it's oh, spicy. Yeah. But also, the last thing I'll say is, yeah, Max, he had a really great start. I mean, that was pretty pretty crazy for him to go from seventh to second in like three laps, but. Um, and he was consistently like six to nine seconds behind Lewis. Lewis just, he had the pace advantage. But if you take just those two and then look at the rest of the field, like, it's kind of mind-blowing how no one is as close to them. Like, they were 40-something seconds ahead of whoever was in third. I mean, it was nuts. Completely nuts how these two were just driving out of their minds. And you just got to... Sit back and enjoy it, man. Yeah. <sighs> I just, it'll shock me if we have an F1 title battle this spicy. 
you know, yeah. in, in the next few years. It's kind of a once once in a generation sort of thing. Yeah. And, and honestly, very surprising to me that Hamilton still has this. He's get, he's getting up there in years for like an F one yeah. driver. Like he's like Absolutely. he is the senior man on the grid. Like I mean, One I guess, yeah, I guess like if you want to count Kimi Raikkonen, but Kimi hasn't been re- relevant for for years. No, um, I think once Kimi goes, I think it's Alonso. I think he he's forty, but he still has race in him. I mean, yeah. he's he's very yeah. still very good. It's he he doesn't seem like he's just coasting like Kimi is. <laughs> yeah, Kimi like literally says on Drive to Survive, "This is a hobby for me." <laughs> Right, right. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. If you're in the United States, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, cherish your friends. Be like, be safe. Like, if you have, like, if if you have the option of not inviting, like your non-vaccinated like total fuck off uncle like don't don't invite that person like (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah yeah, just you know try (laughs) and try to do your best out there um that that, that's the most we can ask um if you have questions comments concerns for us you can send them to us a couple of different ways um one way is via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com, and the other way is via Twitter at psreportpodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Um, I'd briefly like to apologize last week. There was a period of a few hours where uh, I had the wrong file uploaded. So, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'll make sure. I'll make sure that that doesn't happen this week. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I honestly could not tell you what happened there. <laughs> I might have just been very, very tired. That that just might be it. That it just, happens. You you know, you, you just click the wrong thing. You just yep. misclick, and then you don't check to make sure that you clicked the right thing. It happens. Yep. But it won't happen this time. I promise you. Until next week. Be good to each other. Play your video games and. Eat ass, go fast, and gobble, gobble, gobble that ham. Ha <laughs> ha!